Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us in person for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 515 Woodford Street or on Zoom or by the live broadcast on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message meaningful wherever you are. Join us in doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly with God. Good morning. I'm Ophelia Hukini, she, her pronouns, and this is going to be a co-created sermon. We're all going to do this together. So I'm only going to talk for a couple of minutes and then I'll run this mic around and you all are going to talk. And if you're online, um, then please type in your responses and we'll, in we'll incorporate them that way. So um, we're going to make this work. Thank you a million times over to Martin, who is up there in the crow's nest. Actually, to Martin and Reed, because you're both really awesome. Uh, but Martin is going to um, take some notes on what we're saying and kind of just create this ongoing um, catalog of some of the awesome stuff that Hope Gateway has been about and that we can become about. So this is the part where I talk for just a couple minutes. We have, through this sermon series, gone through um, a lot of messages and a lot of pondering about belonging and belief. Specifically, the life of Jesus and his followers showed us that for many of them, belonging preceded belief. And Jesus didn't grill his followers on doctrine. Um, he wasn't all about, you know, if you believe these tenets, then you may follow me. I guess you can come and hang with us. Um, though he himself was very familiar with Jewish scripture and law, his friends and his adherents were not, you know, as religiously trained up as he was. In fact, not all, not all of them were Jewish. And so what we're going to talk about today, and I mean, we are going to talk about today is belonging. And later, as Sarah mentioned, we're going to make a commitment to Hope Gateway for 2024. Actually, it's already February. I guess we've been committing for like a month already. Um, but we're going to commit our prayers, presence, gifts, witness, and service. Um, so I will take up an iPad soon from you, and Martin will take notes. Um, just one last note. Um, Hope Gateway did not just spring up in this form, as many of you know. It didn't just come into existence one day and say, you know, I think we're going to be like a pretty open-hearted and open-doored, open-minded church where people are just going to come and, and enjoy our presence. Like, this had to be built. And I mean, then folks had to invest in this community for years before any of us were a part of it. It took all of those practices lived out through the prism of all those values for years before our time. And I've just got a few questions. I've got two questions for us to ponder today. But before that, we're going to ponder some scripture. This is from, thank you, Sarah. This is from the Gospel according to Matthew. And it's taken from a version called The Message. Um, 
and it's chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth, or as Melissa said earlier today, the God colors. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous parent in heaven. All right. So two questions. And Martin, these would be helpful to write out. The first is, how has someone, or how has Hope Gateway, created a way for you to belong here? Again, how has someone, how has Hope Gateway, created a way for you to belong here? I'll give you an example of that. So um, Hope Gateway has been involved in racial justice work for a long time. Um, learning and advocacy and prayer um, and that has made it possible for people of a lot of different races to sense belonging here. A second question is, how are we creating, or how can we create, a way for others to belong here? So again, how are we creating a way for others to belong here? So to remember these questions, it's just, What's come before to make it possible for you to belong here? Now we're here. How are we going to make it possible for others to sense belonging here? And I want to say, especially in light of being here at 515, how can we and this community keep making a community for others? So how do we pass on the legacy of belonging that we've inherited for those to come, literally through these doors in this neighborhood? We can think about a few different things, including the space. So that's the sanctuary, the facilities. We can think about the ways in which we interact with service, community engagement, some of our practices as a community. And this is the point where I'm going to start running this mic around. I'm not going to be up here anymore because this is you all's story to tell and you all online. Martin, is it possible for us to get those questions up on the screen? Okay, all right. We'll do our best to hold them in our heads then. So how has someone or Hope Gateway created a way for you to belong here? And then how can we create a way for others to belong here? Feel free to throw up a hand and then I'll come and bring the mic to you. All right. Um, I was, um, one thing that I, I'm, love about Hope Gateway, and I, but I think that we can always, always do better, is um, being good listeners and being willing to create an atmosphere where you can step forward and say, this is what I need. Um, this is how you can make it more, <laughs> the church more available and more open to me. So I think being really, being good listeners and creating a, a, 
an environment where people feel able to speak. That yes, question too, so that's not very helpful. No, that is really helpful. Thank you. This is Melissa. Um, speaking mostly to the first question, I think this is a perfect example <laughs> right next to me of um, that sense of belonging as how um, how a community embraces children and how it's not just me bringing my children to worship, um, but it's bringing my kids into a safe place where they can learn and grow and um, have so many wonderful um, parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles in faith um, to help um, with their spiritual formation. And to me, that sense of trust and safety is so important. Um, my kids know that they are loved. I know that I am loved. And it's just a wonderful place for them to belong as they grow in the way of Jesus. Uh, this is Eileen. And the first thing I think of is that I was a member of my church in Dallas for 30 years. And I thought, I'm not going to find anything like this. And I uh, came up here and looked at reconciling congregations and, and picked up Hope Gateway to, to try this. And I walked in the door and I've never felt so welcome anywhere in my life. So look, we have to keep that up, which I'm sure that we will, but I just felt so embraced and I've just never walked anywhere else. Hi, I'm Jim. Uh, I don't know, 20 plus years ago, I I encountered Chestnut Street Church, which was really needing a lot of help. And I was new to the community and wasn't looking for a church, but I was looking for adventure. And I, I certainly got my full of adventure and it still continues. So I'm glad to be here and, and for everyone that's here. Me and Bill went to the highway church and we loved it before he passed away. So I'm glad I'm here. Well, but... This is Carolyn. Um, you offered small groups, and I was a part of a murmuration group where we listened and worshipped and were together. And I felt as a place of belonging and very special people that I bonded with and shared my life with. Hi, this is Jane. Um, one way that I've witnessed Hope Gateway um, inviting people to feel welcome is by reframing Christi Christianity in a way that it's accessible and inclusive. And the times people have said, I didn't know you could be a Christian and be like that. Um, and you can, and you can do it here. This is Ophelia. Um, it may seem, seem like a small thing, but name tags really helped me feel welcome here. Just the practice that even if you've been here for a long, long time, all the way to Chestnut Street, um, you still get to introduce yourself and be remembered every week. It's nice. Uh, this is Kathy. Um, quick anecdote, when I really felt, oh, this is for me, was coming and responding to a need for hats and gloves and mittens. And I grew up in a Methodist church where everyone did that and we hung it and we never saw what happened after that. We just trusted service. Service was an abstraction, something we were called to do, but we never had to do. And that Sunday morning, I brought in my... <laughs> my little hat, hat men, I think with a man's hat, 
And I looked next to me, and there was someone who was just a week in this country. And it was December, and I just turned, and I gave him what I brought for abstract service. And I feel we do service, and we don't wait for permission or committees to guide us or talk in the abstract. We just do, and there's so many examples here. And I feel that's the power, that's the fuel, the engine, is, is that we are, we are all striving, and that's where we need community because we get all the ideas of service, but we do it. And that's our, that's our some, you know, one person would say that's our superpower. Obviously, we were channeling that from God, but I do feel it's a superpower. Hi, this is Jean. I think having greeters makes a really big difference. That was my very first impression when I came here for the first time. I was greeted immediately and welcomed. And I think our collaborative nature around leadership, around projects, um, really makes a difference and around um, ministry. The fact that any one of us and all of us are welcomed to participate in the service itself, in creating the space and in our service outside of this space. Um, this is Patsy. I feel an answer to both questions would be our not only embracing, but um, celebration of chaos, um, both, you know, not just in worship, although as a pastor's kid, I uh, sit back here and feel very anxious when I, <laughs> when my children want to make announcements <laughs> at a time that would not be um, per, per, permitted in other churches, but they don't feel that at all. And that's because they're here and because um, we celebrate that. Okay. If you think. And so that was mine. It's Patsy. It'll... This is Don. Um, we've mentioned community and the neighborhood. I should like to see a. Um, time of our walking the neighborhood to get to know it and to visit with people. Uh, I would suggest we wait until the weather is better. I'll just share a few from online. Uh, Marilyn says, I appreciate the Zoom so I can continue to participate in worship. And Lori and Joe say, the tech team and your online presence, including the website, are the way we have been able to connect. And Teresa says, agree that greeters make a difference. I, this is Shantia. I think it goes beyond greeters, though, because I watch us after worship and during the passing of the peace welcoming people who are here for the first time or have only been here for a few times. And there's a lot of churches where not only are there not greeters that are really greeting with, with enthusiasm, but also nobody talks to anybody afterwards. And I can't imagine that ever happening here. This is Alan, he, him. Um, I was thinking about something similar to what Don said. Um, this is the fourth neighborhood that I can remember Hope Gateway being in. First at the synagogue on Congress Street, then on High Street, then Forest Avenue, and now here on Woodford Street. And each place where we've been, there have been people who have found us, and in many ways, particular to the place where we were located. And... I think we're just waiting to see what our new ministry in this place can be. Um, and I hope that we can be nimble and receptive when that ministry opportunity presents itself to us. 
Well, I'm only going to say things, as is Eileen again, that are obvious to all of us. That is that uh, outdoor events in the na- for the neighborhood will be very welcoming and a lot of people will come. There are probably some neighborhood organizations that we just need to learn what they are and, and greet them and maybe sponsor events together. And the one that's dear to so many of us is we need to get our asylum seekers back and we need to figure out a way to make the connection so that because they're so much a part of us and we're missing a big part of us. So we'll figure that out, I know. As people are talking, I keep coming back to one of our favorite regular, pretty regular songs, No Matter Who, No Matter What. Um, and thinking about what Melissa said and a few others have said about, you know, this being a welcoming place for family. And um, one of the things that I have experienced in several different churches is just feeling a little bit, a little bit out of the ordinary because I'm single and in my middle, middle of my life. And, um, and this place is my family. You know, all of these children are our children and everybody shares everything and it just feels so good um, that our, our buttons that say you are loved and um, this is family and it's wonderful. I'm Elizabeth. Um, what I really appreciated about Hope Gateway when I first started coming and it's still true is that I can breathe and I came from the church that I had grown up in. I had returned to it. Um, My mother was attending there, and I was going with her. And I, I mean, just so, it's so hard to have a progressive view of Christianity and be in a situation where you have to be trying to convince people all the time. And at Hope Gateway, I didn't have to convince anybody. At Hope Gateway, there's just an underpinning of what we know. Racial justice, social justice, ethnic justice, sexuality justice, environmental justice. We don't have to debate it. We just get to work on it. Um, So that's meant a lot. It's meant a lot to me. And I hope we continue. Uh, This is Katie. Um, I think what I've been thinking about, and it sort of dovetails a little bit on what Elizabeth was saying, and maybe this is about belonging to community, but also belonging to God more generally. Um, we've talked a lot about the ways that sort of kids are treated here, but the more I've been thinking about it and raising littles with y'all, sort of how much my formation about what I thought God wanted me to be and who I thought God wanted everybody to be was shaped by a church where we all acted right and like put on our nice clothes and sat the right direction and sort of bowed in the right way. And so it's not only watching my kids not know that, but also watching myself unknow it (laughs) slowly. Um, And so I think that helps me belong to you all, but it also helps me belong to like the universe in a way that makes more sense. I go to camp, I, I go to camp in July so I really like coming to Hope Gateway because I can go to camp. Hi, this is Cassie, and Hope Gateway is really my first church experience. 
So when I was invited here by Teresa, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. <laughs> Years later, I'm still into it. <laughs> so I think the first thing that I noticed was the greeters and everybody didn't make me feel like an outsider. And this, I come from, my grandfather was a Pentecostal minister. And so my mother's uh, view on things was kind of very different. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God, church doesn't have to be that way. And um, I felt perfectly comfortable being here. And it was at a time when I really needed some emotional support and see church and God as more loving and less judgmental. Um, hi, this is Holly. Um, I'm an introvert and I have a fair amount of social anxiety, but um, coming here was very loving and people were very welcoming and I really appreciate that. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I wasn't sure if I was going to say anything, but then Holly spoke. And I'm an introvert, too. And uh, one of the things that really impresses me about Hope Gateway, and I feel it's different, is that, uh, well, th there was an old ancient, excuse me, philosopher named Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher, and he said, you never step into the same river twice because it's always flowing. The next time you step into it, it's going to be different. And that's really part of the genus of Hope Gateway because I, I, I just can think in the few years that I've been here, how many people have flowed through this congregation. They're not sitting here today. They've moved on somewhere else. But for some short piece of time, we had a meaningful part of their lives. And I think it, it's it's easy to get caught in a trap, I, for me, say, oh, why isn't so-and-so here anymore? Well, they're somewhere, and we were a part of them for a while, and now they're somewhere else. And Hope Gateway just seems to think that's okay. It's okay then. We all belong to Jesus. This is Kit. Um, I kind of missed the question, so I'm trying to gather what exactly we're, we're going. So I might be all over the place, but um, something that Luke and I are very grateful for, and it um, we were grateful for it the first time we visited, um, is just that there are no demographic divisions. The children are not hustled off to a downstairs place. And there are not women's groups and men's groups or singles groups and married people's groups. Um, but everyone discusses things together um, and everyone is celebrated and um, included and encouraged to um, participate and share as they're able and um, including the children, including um, everyone. And that just kind of blew us away. And it's um, just evident in um, the way that the service is logistically arranged um, in every every aspect it is shown. Um, and we really appreciate that. And I love to see that that is being, you know, consciously um, thought out and very 
thoughtfully and intentionally arranged. We do have one more online um, from Lori and Joe. The music and liturgy are beautiful and encourage creativity by letting the God light in through words and sound. It's really hard to put that this conversation um, to a pause. And yet time rolls on. <laughs> um, so I hope that this is not the end of this conversation. These questions being who has, how has Hope Gateway and who, and how have the people who have flowed through this river that we're all stepping into created a sense of belonging for us? How have, how can we create a sense of belonging for those to come? So perhaps for all of the things that we lifted up for that first question, maybe just I would love for us to just like take a couple of seconds and breathe that in and maybe just say, thank you, God. And for all that God is going to lead this congregation through and allow to happen with the gifts of our service and faithfulness, our engagement, our prayers and witness. Um, Maybe we should say, amen, or may it be so. Amen, may it be so. Thank you all for creating this message together. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.